Now the next line in Revelation 22 and continuing our summary of both the book of Revelation and and of all the scripture, the great themes of the scripture, the following is said, verse 10, uh, Revelation 22, John is told, do not do not seal the words of this of the prophecy of this book for the time is at hand this is a remarkable departure from what daniel was told in daniel chapter 12 concluding a series of prophetic utterances Daniel asked the question, how long shall the fulfillment of these wonders be? And the answer was, well, he was given an answer that that contained time, times, and half a time. So it was a riddle. It was a prophetic, a prophetic encasement time, times, and half a time. So he said, I heard, but I did not understand. It was beyond his measure. And so he said, then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? So he repeated his question. And he was then told, the angel said, go your way, Daniel, for these words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many, in the time of the end, many will be purified, made clean, refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, there shall be 1,290 days." So he gave him a concession. But he who waits and comes to the 1,335th day or five days, but you go your way till the end. You shall rest and will rise to your inheritance at the end of the days. So Daniel is told you'll be part of the first resurrection. When the Lord returns from heaven, with the shout of the archangel and the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Daniel was given a promise that he will be part of that first resurrection. But concerning the times and seasons, the angel here had no power to reveal to Daniel the things that Daniel was told. So clearly Daniel was told these things with the intention 
of them serving to establish a prophetic record to be revealed at the end of the age. But by contrast, by contrast, you see, John writing the book of Revelation is told, don't seal these things up. Why? For the time is at hand. What does this mean? It's called a book of Revelation, so, and it's the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave him to show uh, to his servants. He begins the process of revealing it by giving it to his angel who in turn gives it to John, who in turn gives it to the brethren, us. So, the fact that it is to be, it is now an open heaven, now these matters are not sealed, You'll recall, of course, that in chapter 4, there's a great lament, chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, there's a great lament because, in John because he saw the one seated on the throne and a scroll was presented to him and he took it, took the scroll, and it would appear to John that no one was found worthy to open the scrolls, to break the seals and to unroll the scroll. That is when he was told, don't weep, the lion of the tribe of Judah has overcome and he's eminently qualified to take the scroll and to break open the seals. And there was a song of rejoicing that testified to his sovereignty and his legitimate right to take the scroll and to break open the seals and to reveal what had been hidden for long ages past. And that he proceeded to do. Part of what was sealed then was the meaning of things given to the prophets beforehand, before time. Daniel uh, was one of those who had been given things that were sealed. Ezekiel was one of those given things that were sealed. Malachi, Micah, even Moses. The sayings were hidden in types and shadows, hidden in symbols. One of the common places for God to hide great and awesome things is in symbols, types, shadows. And that tells us that all of them are supposed to be and meant to be revealed. Types, shadows, symbols, numbers, cycles of the appearing of things, um, the relevance of days, of, uh, of sacrifices, 
All these things, every one of them, are mysteries that we're allowed to handle and touch but cannot understand because they represent sealed missives, sealed imperatives. Why? Why would God seal them up? Because it's not yet the time. The earth must be prepared to receive the endowments of the eternal. Why? Because every time, any time, these great mysteries come into the earth, they upgrade the earth. The earth is no longer the earth as it was before these things were revealed because every revealing comes with an economy that makes the earth more in line, not so much with the heavens because the things are, revealings come out of the heavens at times, but mostly revealings come out of the mind of God and that's not the heavens, that's the eternal. These are the secrets of God that He plainly scatters and distributes, putting them, uh, making them, placing them in the custody of types and shadows. When all we have is type and shadow, we do not know the mind of God. And so religious folk have made types and shadows treasured mysteries with no expectation that they would ever be revealed. It's kind of like finding an object that doesn't quite belong in an environment and placing it in a position of greatest significance, all the while not having a clue as to what this thing may contain. We're like that with mysteries. The mystery of the lamb slain and the blood used to sprinkle, among other things, the Ark of the Covenant. Religious Christians today want to recreate the temple so you could do that again. You could establish sacrifices and take the blood and sprinkle it upon the Ark of the Covenant. And that to them would be the religious destination where you got to go if you're ever going to be favored by God. If our ignorance had been better informed, then such ideas would be stunningly revolting, but they're forgivable because we're ignorant. Times of this ignorance, God once winked at. But the thing about God, you see, is once He reveals the thing, He will not he will not accept 
as innocence or as worshipful the offering of our ignorance. He commands. Once God reveals the matter, He commands man everywhere to reposition their mindsets according to the thing revealed. That's repentance. Repositioning your mindset according to the thing that is revealed. So it's not acceptable. So when men should say, Lord, have we not done all these wonderful things in your name, prophesied, done miracles, done wonderful things in your name? His response is entirely understandable when he's revolted by, to the point of wanting to to spew you out of his mouth. When he has done the thing and you insist on reclosing the veil, when he has opened the veil and invites you to come through and you are insistent on closing the veil again and causing the same darkness that he now illuminates through the light of the glory of the knowledge of of Christ, uh, when you want to put it back into darkness, God will vehemently oppose you. He resists that kind of pride and those who will come boldly through, though with humility, will find grace, the grace of revelation, the grace of understanding. So, as the the times come when the thing that was hidden is now to be revealed, God does not close up the veil again. In the case of Daniel, those things were not timely, so he closed up the veil, sealed them up in a book. The book of Revelation is the breaking of seals, which is to say the revealing of things. And now, the things that are revealed through in, an, in the book of Revelation are not again sealed up. That's the point. So, what, what we're being told, what we're being told is do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book. And why is that so? For the time is at hand. At hand, from God's viewpoint, is imminent. Imminent. It's within His grasp, within His reach. It is entirely present. So for nearly 2,000 years, which from God's viewpoint is two days. The end of the seasons of things being sealed up has rapidly approached. Now, when that happens, Both Daniel and John told us that a particular 
administration of God will accompany the time of the end. That particular administration is this, He will give men over to the choices that they are making in that time. Here, here it is from Daniel. Seal up the words till the time of the end. Verse 10, many shall be refined, many shall be purified, made clean and refined. So for those who have pursued God, even if they are making mistakes, some according to John, uh, some will fall and be refined, meaning they will lose their step. That is why we are constantly told by Jesus, do not be deceived because the day of, in that day, the grace shifts from being one that beckons, one that is like not breaking a bruised reed or putting out a smoldering wick. That kind of accustomed grace will change because in this season there will have been a sealing, a decree to seal, a decree to stamp on the forehead the name of the Father. So we're reaching a cut-off point. It will not be an abrupt cut-off point, but it will be definitively leading to a cut-off point. The church has gotten used to playing fast and loose with the truth. Even people who have walked with God, I know this particular fellow, I saw him some years ago, he and I walked together early on and when I met him where he was, he had gone through a series of things that disclosed things about his emotions and his heart that um, were not, not good. I did my best to try to give him direction in that condition. He was friendly to me, but I left knowing that he was in no mood to hear what I had to say. I've often wondered about him because since that point, I think I had one other conversation with him after that point, but I began to see a kind of stark, dry, empty thing in him where there used to be a flow of life and light. I think that what this is speaking about is that all the rest of things that should have been attended 
but have been neglected will overwhelm. And the point of that is for them to recognize the condition that they have coddled and ignored and stepped around and not been diligent to have the Spirit of God both root out and heal. So he said, the unjust will, well, Daniel puts it first. Daniel speaks that some of the righteous will have to go through this confrontation that leads to being purified, being made clean, being refined. That's for the righteous because we're approaching a cut-off point. I always wondered about that. You know, when the Lord returns, what, what will, will there be just a lot of unfinished, um, more or less, uh, where, the, where people are in the process of learning about God and suddenly he comes back and they didn't they had good intentions but never crossed over across the line into his provision and this would seem to say to me that there is a like when the tide goes out there's actually in the change between the seasons it will be as though the tide of the ocean pulls back and exposes the beach, exposes what's there. For the righteous who have come in but have not, have not pressed the matters to their finality that they need to and that God has actually been talking to them about. See, much of this will not be because somebody else tells you of your condition. This will be between your spirit and the Holy Spirit who makes you aware that you don't have the time to linger. You don't have the time to, uh, to as the expression goes, to dilly-dally. You must get on with it. So some will be purified by the circumstances. The circumstances of a person's life at that time will highlight the things that have been neglected. Whether the neglect is the function of disobedience or um, painful, the painful nature of coming to grips with things that need to be addressed, um, whether they have to do with the lack of revelation even if you may have been given the revelation but not applied it, not seen it, to apply it. Whatever it is, God will finish in those who are inclined to finish. God will finish that work and the process, refinement always, it says purified, made clean and refined. All those represent processes and not necessarily simple processes 
not necessarily painless processes. For to be purified means you have to be strained, filtered, and with very fine filters, so that no impurity um, transitions through the process. Similarly, made clean, uh, I think of how water is purified and recycled after it goes through a certain process, like reverse osmosis, and it's clean. And refined, I think of course of metals that are refined, where the refinement is about separating the mixture that makes it impure from the, the, the purity of the metal itself. All these are very intrusive, onerous, and sometimes difficult processes. But what is the alternative? The alternative is to have the Lord return and persons not be ready. But there's the other side of this as well. And that's why he says, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise will understand. Now here it is the same thing that is said now in John's rendition of it. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the book and so on, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. But who is righteous, let him remain in the position of his righteousness. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. I wish to impress upon you that this is a time of separation and cut off, a cut off period. For persons who insist that the mercy of God will always be available to everybody on equal bases. This says that in the time of the end, God will draw the line. And to those who are righteous, He will increase the fire. To those who need to be finalized, made pure, He will increase uh, the, the, the fineness of the filter. To those who need to be refined, you'll turn up the heat. So if you're going through any of that at all, and if God's showing you things that must change, do not resist Him who calls to you from heaven. It's a time. We live in a time that has been prophesied. We, live, we can see the day coming. 
I see people who were once assembled, but who are insisting that they have a better idea, that they know better. The word would be, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as some will undoubtedly do, especially as you see the day of the Lord approaching. This isn't about Sunday and meetings at church. This is about an assembled body for which the Lord is returning, just as in 1 Corinthians 12. He places the members in the body as He has foreordained. But once He places in the body in this foreordained fashion, He's going to proceed to make everything standard to the righteousness of Christ. And there will come the time when He says, let the righteous be righteous still, let the holy be holy still, let the pure be pure still. And those who are somewhere along the path of becoming all three, come on in, run, hurry, don't, don't tarry. It's the Lord who is saying these things. It's not by, we're not talking about salvation here. We're talking about being ready for the return of the Lord and correspondingly, hear me, God's going to stop talking to the unrighteous. God is going to stop appealing. There'll come a time when there'll be a full stop where He'll stop appealing to the unjust. He will stop appealing to the filthy. I think we can say that that's already happening because with that there will come a proliferation of filth. There will come a proliferation of unjust, exploitive dealings. There will come an absolute proliferation of unholiness in the earth. That's how you know. Quite a bit ago I said, the restrainer has been removed from the world and it's now largely hovering, He is largely hovering over the body of Christ. The absence of restraint is the reason why everything is being revealed as its true nature is and people can't hide anymore. Secret things are now commonly known, both in the realm of spirit and spiritual things as well as in the realm of natural things. We, the decree of a cutoff point, if it hasn't been issued yet, will come. When it does, don't be surprised at what you see. The wicked will be wicked still, the unjust will be unjust still, the filthy will be stunning 
in their depravity. But also, you'll see the revealing of the righteous, you'll see the revealing of the holy, you will see the revealing of the just. And if you are in any way in this continuum and not fully one side or the other, hurry to the extreme because God has allotted the end of these times with this demarcation that will separate between the holy and the profane. Again, this is one of the other summaries of the book of Revelation. I'm Sam Solon. We'll continue our discussion. I'll see you then. Bye now.